In today's coaching session, I really dig deep with Jessica Grout. We go through who her avatar is, what her niche is, clean up all the confusion around what the heck she is meant to do, who she's meant to serve, how she can serve them using a podcast and passive courses. We go through the whole shebang. You're going to totally love this episode if you are sitting in a space of what is my thing? How do I get clear? What am I supposed to do first? How do I grow this audience? And ultimately, how do I then make money from this brand? Boom, shakalaka girl, you are in the right place. Now, after listening to this episode, I really want you to think long and hard about if you need to have, number one, a coaching session just like this with me, which I do totally offer. You can email us, support at stephaniegass.com, or number two, you want to take the leap and figure out what your clarity really looks like for you. I've actually just finished creating a completely free workshop, which is four steps to clarify your calling. It's totally free 45 minute training and workbook that's going to help you go through all of this stuff that I have just done with Jessica. So if you're interested in snagging that workshop, totally free again, like why not? Why not dig deep and figure out that clarity work for you so that you can begin to walk in your thing, I want you to head to getclarity.gr8.com or you can find a link for the workshop right on my website, stephaniegass.com. Again, come and join me in my free, completely free workshop. I'm not gonna make you jump through a bunch of hoops, do a bunch of weirdo webinars. You literally put in your info and you can watch the webinar right that second, okay? It's getclarity.gr8.com. Welcome to the Stephanie Gas Show, where you can get clarity on your calling, use your gifts for glory, and create a kingdom business. I believe that when we come together as daughters of the king, we will create true change here on earth. And we're raising up little world changers, mamas. Yes, and amen to that anointing over our lives. I believe we can also do this while having a ton of fun. You're here for PJs all day, lukewarm coffee, building passive income businesses, and using your voice for impact by podcasting and spreading your message into the world, you are in the right place. It's time to let God light our path so we can experience true miracles. Let's get pumped up for today's show. So let's start with what is the main thing that you want to accomplish during this time? So I really just want to get clarity on what I'm talking about and like who my avatar is. I think like those are the primary things that I feel like I'm in kind of the ballpark around, but I, I don't know. I'm not like latching into anything specifically. Um, I was talking to my husband. He's like, I think you are. I think you just need confirmation. Cause I was telling him what I was thinking. He's like, yeah, that sounds kind of specific. And I was like, well, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. So, um, so I think that's the biggest piece. And then, you know, maybe just the, the general thoughts of setting up the podcast, not like technically, but just, you know, the tagline and description. Cause I know like you're amazing at that. So, um, all of that is kind of the primary thing. And then if we have any time, once we've kind of established that stuff, if there's anything that comes to mind for you of how, uh, cause one of the things I think is, is 
where I'm getting stuck is I have ideas, but I don't fully see like the trajectory. And I know there's a lot of like, you have to get into it and like kind of identify things that um, your audience needs, but I feel like I don't see the trajectory. And so if there's anything that's coming to mind, like towards courses and like a more passive type of um, situation. So if there is anything that comes to mind for you, like I can see this, that would be helpful too. Perfect. I love it. Okay, good. Let's start with the clarity part and then we'll back into the four tiers of your podcast and we'll go through all that. So let's talk about clarity. First question, what you're doing in your life with the Mm -hmm. online mental health therapy, is that still the thing that we're going to build the brand around? I think so. (laughs) I think that um, I definitely want to stay in the mental health realm um, because I do feel like that's my expertise. I do feel like um, you know, when people come to me for things, it's usually something in that realm. Um, and it is something that I, I enjoy. I think I'm, I'm definitely wanting to move away from just the one-to-one therapy model in terms of, you know, just my business. But I think I do want to stay generally in the mental health. Okay. Yeah. And right now you're serving all these people. You have a couples, adults, and children. Yeah. I am feeling like I'm, I, might want to lean towards um like child mental health and so i don't know if i want it to be um like talking to moms who have kids with mental health concerns that's kind of the that's the thing my husband was like that feels real specific that you know that maybe you want to talk to someone who's in this age range who you know has kids that might have a mental health um issue so that is the like default place that my brain is going but um you know if we identify something else i'm open to it as well Okay, good. And what are you doing right now? You, you have your own practice and then you're meeting with people virtually right now, one-on-one? Yep. Mm-hmm. Cool. What created this moment in your heart where you were like, I want to do more with this online space and I want to start creating this, maybe this passive idea. What Was there something that happened for you to go from, I do this job, mm-hmm. and I do this one-on-one with people to like, I have this bigger vision? Um, yeah, so prior to opening my private practice, I worked for an insurance company, um, and I did not like it at all. (laughs) And so, um, I, I just remember trying to think of like ways out of that job. And, um, I like, I'm a licensed uh, marriage and family therapist. And so even within that job, it was in the mental health, um, like field of insurance. So I kind of started my private practice intentionally as like a step so that I would have more freedom and autonomy and time to get somewhere else. And the thing that uh, that I can remember that brought that up was my manager. We were talking about something in terms of insurance and how um, a lot of the people, a lot of our members didn't really understand stuff. And so I'm, I'm kind of person who will... Um, like create a resource. And then, you know, like if, if people don't understand the differences in therapists versus psychologists and psychiatrists, and they were calling, like thinking they're asking for the right one, but there really aren't. And so therefore they're not getting the help that they were needing. I would create something around that. So my manager once she was like, well, you should just do like a YouTube channel or something. And like, then we could use your videos and all of that. So I didn't do any of that. (laughs) Um, and a lot of it was just feeling like, Oh my God, I have to like get ready and do all these things. And so, and then like when I found your podcast and you're like, yeah, no, I just like hang out in pajamas and like do my stuff. I was like, Oh, that's what I want to do. Life. Life. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so that kind of put me in the path of like, I feel like I can 
educate people on the things that I know and help them. So it doesn't necessarily have to be insurance, but I also see that potentially playing in if I did go, like if the avatar was focusing on, you know, moms with kids with mental health stuff, I could see that being an important piece of um, information because I, I actually saw quite a few families go through a ton of hardship because they didn't understand their insurance and they ended up getting stuck with like these crazy bills and all of that. So the other piece of that too, because so I, um, <laughs> I did this like little activity with myself because I was like trying to decide if I wanted to like book coaching or if I could figure it out on my own or whatever. And yeah, so yeah. I literally, I was, uh, my family has this cabin and we were driving out there and, or I was driving out there by myself because my kiddos were already out there with my husband. And I was like, all right, I'm just going to turn on my voice memos and just like talk and see like, what are things that maybe I've heard Steph ask or like, you know, what are some things that yeah. I could just like talk through? And I asked myself, I was like, why are the things that are on your mind, even the things that are on your mind? And so one side was that insurance piece that I described. Okay. And the other side was, um, it, it randomly came up to me that my, so my son, is, uh, so I have a four year old and a 10 month old. Um, and my son is amazing, but, uh, he had probably like a month, maybe last year. So I guess that was like pre preschool or whatever, mm -hmm. um, where he was just having a lot of like random behavior stuff. And I was like, what is happening? And especially being like a therapist who works with kids. I was like, why can I not get this together? Yeah. Like, yeah. why are we not fixing this? And I remember feeling like such a crappy mom and just like such a crappy therapist. And just all of these things were coming up for me where I felt like, um, yeah, it really sucked. <laughs> and so when I was kind of talking through this, I was, I was just kind of identifying that there are lots of moms out there who don't have my background or my expertise who go through that all the time. And there are some like concrete things I could see where maybe I could help them. So I think like uh -huh. those are the main things that pop up um, when I think of that. Yeah. Good, good, cool. I love this. So, I mean, from what I'm hearing you say, I'm hearing you say that you've already decided that you want to serve this mom but my question is, okay, this mom has maybe a child that's having issues, right? Behavioral or mental health issues, and that you can be that solution. You can literally offer um, therapy, right? No, see, I don't want to offer, offer therapy. I think that's the piece too, is like, I want to okay. offer my expertise in terms of like education. Okay. Um, so like the things that come to mind for me when I do think of if this was the road I'm going, it's like yeah. how to know if your kids need therapy or um, like understanding the different uh, like manifestations of anxiety in kids than in adults or mm -hmm. so like those are the kind of things that I'm but you don't want it, you don't want it to be a funnel for clients. I don't actually know. I kind of want to move out of therapy at some point and have okay. it be more passive stuff and courses and so you know, speaking or whatever. Yeah. Okay. 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 I like it. Here's what's going to happen though. You have this, these resources for her. She's going to mm -hmm. trust you. You're going to get her all these results mm -hmm. and then she's going to say, I need more from you, Jess. Like they mm -hmm. all do because they mm -hmm. trust and now they finally found their person. Just like when you felt like, oh, Steph's going to be my person mm -hmm. and you knew and you were like, how do we work together? So they're going to do that for you. And so how do we offer her solutions that isn't therapy? Mm -hmm. So question, can you do a passive course that's for the mom to implement for her child that mm -hmm. is therapeutic based and mm -hmm. yes, you're in it and it's your mm -hmm. base and you're doing yeah. this. 
and still be in the ethical codes and still be in like the licensing issues. You're going to have people all over the world buying your stuff. Yeah, I think I can. The The distinctive difference is that I wouldn't, anyone who I am like, if I was coaching or whatever, this ended up being uh, providing a course for whatever, I wouldn't be able to then have a therapeutic relationship with them. So that would just be my own like filtering out, you know, clients in the future. As long as there's, as long as you can do that, yeah, let's do it. I can do that. Yeah. Okay, good. Let's talk about the avatar. Okay. Okay. So let's say it's the mom. Let's go there for a minute. We're going to talk to the mom. Tell me about the perfect mom. Like if you get to pick her, you get to create her because whoever we create will come like you guys, I created all of you. And then God was like, sure. And he handpicks you guys out and sends you to me. And I'm like, why? This is so great. And it's because my subconscious already had all of you in my mind. I speak directly to you. And so you guys are seen by me and then you trust me and that's how it all works. And so let's draw your mom and create her. Just go fresh, go from fresh, like fresh, whatever flows into your heart, let it come out. (laughs) Okay. Um, so a mom with kiddos who have either mental health or behavioral health um, concerns. I see the mom who maybe like is getting a lot of advice um, from, you know, family and friends and schools. Um, Maybe their kid is like, they want to put them on like a behavioral, like 504 IEP type of situation or teachers are telling them they need like medication or something. And the mom doesn't really want to do that or does, I guess she totally could. But I think like, I, I want to empower this person to have the knowledge and be able to like advocate for their kiddo. Cause that was one thing that I felt like too, with my son was my kid is the best. And I know everyone's (laughs) biased of their own kid, but like he was hitting or something. And so I was just like, my kid, what? Um, But when the teachers were kind of trying to like talk to me about what he was doing, I felt really defensive and I felt really just like mama bear about it. And so um, I think that maybe she's in a similar space. The the positive on my end was that I did know some particular strategies we could try and things like that, but she wouldn't know those things. So maybe she's not super versed in like mental health stuff or therapy. Maybe she hasn't really done that herself. Cause I think sometimes your own experience can, you know, just show you like, Oh, therapy's not that scary or, you know, it's, it's okay. And maybe she's looking to get her kiddo into some type of help, but isn't really sure where to go. Like, should it be therapy? There's a lot of different kinds of therapy too, like art therapy, play therapy, PCIT, you know, just a lot of different things. So what, what age is this kid? Because I think there's going to be different solutions for a young child versus somebody in middle school versus so like, do you want to pick a specific demographic for this age? I'm thinking maybe like younger kiddos. I think that's when like the behavioral stuff starts to show up. Like maybe under five or under six. I'm kind of thinking like three or four to like seven. I don't know though. Cause I'm also thinking too, just in terms of like the trajectory of how people tend to get diet, like get involved in mental health stuff is I think that three or four or five year olds, right? Like they have their behaviors. A lot of them are just developmentally appropriate, but it isn't until they get into school usually that parents start to like be given messages that they need to be doing something different. What, what feels like too broad of a range? Would it just be developmental stages, right? Like, cause you kind of go into a different developmental stage when you're like seven, eight versus I really like three to eight, because I agree, yeah. like things aren't really necessarily showing up 
before they're, oh, now my kid's not talking. Why is my child not talking? Why is my child not walking? Why can't my child hear me? And like, Mm -hmm. these aren't really obvious. Usually Mm -hmm. you probably know this better than me, but it seems in like the friendships that I have and the people that I know, it was like Mm -hmm. two or three when it got brought up and then all the panic and all Mm -hmm. the things and all the seeking and searching and stuck and overwhelmed and which therapy is best. And do I need therapy? Should we wait this out? Like what's going on? Like she's just so overwhelmed, so confused, not sure where to go. So I think that three to eight sweet spot would be perfect. And knowing that start there for like a year and then just see what happens. Cause you may find you're getting a whole bunch of moms with 10 year olds and you're like, great. We don't know. We have to be willing to mold, to pivot and grow with our podcast as we start to see who's coming, Mm -hmm. but we have to start with something niche so that you can really attract her. So let's start with that. Okay. I like that. Good. Is she married? Can be. I don't know if she needs to be. Cause I also think that, um, single moms are probably the ones who could potentially be needing more support and more resources because they don't necessarily have a partner to bounce things off of. And so I think either one, either way. And what is her financial situation look like? What is this mom doing? So my original thought, partially, I think it was fueled though by my idea of wanting to include information about insurance that Mm -hmm. she would, she would be in a situation where she has insurance. So it could be an employer-based insurance. The insurance, let me ask about the insurance for a minute. What's the benefit of talking about the insurance? My thought process is that most people tend to utilize their insurance for services or for treatment. And oh, so if oh, they okay. don't know how to, yeah, their health insurance. So if they don't um, know how to navigate it, like some people are like, okay, my kid needs therapy. How do I even go about getting a therapist and how do I get it paid oh, okay. for? And what okay. does that look like? Let's just plug that as a couple episodes. Okay. But that shouldn't probably be a foundation. I think you'll sprinkle that here and there. But like for you to talk about it more than once a quarter, I don't think you need to. Well, and especially to like now it's um, open enrollment start. So mm. my thought process is maybe to like, you know, around open enrollment and have a few things that really like, are specific to that. So yeah. Oh, good, good. I see. Great. Okay. Let me think. Um, so she's kind of maybe like middle class-ish. Like she has a job. Yeah. She's not like, I literally have nothing and this is going to just bankrupt us, but like, she's kind of in this middle space of like, I have a job, I have yeah. some insurance and I'm willing to invest in some solutions, right? Yes. Okay. Awesome. All right. Now let's think about her feelings for a minute. I wrote a couple down. I'm going to assume that she's, she's like what? 90 days to six months into this journey, either yeah. just got a diagnosis or is noticing the behavior stuff's going on. So what are all these feelings, emotions, and triggers? Oh, and what's her name? See, I, I knew you were going to ask this, and I, I spent probably like an hour the other day trying to think of one, and I can't think of one. First name that pops into your head. Ready? Three, two, one, go. I don't know. I don't know. I'm an overthinker, so I can't. Do like, it. Pick I one. Like I can't do that. You uh, can. Uh, any name. Any name. Vanessa? I don't know. That's such a random name. <laughs> That's my cousin's name. It's a really great name. As as you were saying the ages, I really feel like right now, don't you feel like 28 to 38 is when people start having children? Yeah. Yeah. 25, even when I said it felt a little young. Let's do 28 to like 40. Okay. Okay. Good. All right. So there's Vanessa. So how is, what's going on for Vanessa? What do we think the most intensive feelings are that she's experiencing? What are the roadblocks she's facing, these triggers? 
I definitely think a huge one is like mom guilt of feeling like, why is this happening and why can't I handle it? Or why can I not just implement something and my kid's behavior changes? So I think that's a huge piece. Maybe feeling like isolated because I think sometimes when that pops up, you can feel like it's just your kid and everybody else has their life together and their kids act, you know, a particular way. So isolated, just like lost. I put, I wrote lost. Ashamed. Okay. Do you think shame is a feeling like, is this my fault? And also Mm -hmm. like, so also shame for her, but also like maybe also this feeling of like being overprotective of defensiveness. We wrote Mm -hmm. that one down. Stress frustration. Um, I also put like, there's this emotion that we need to tackle of the panicking to find answers. Like she's on Google for like four hours straight, like trying to find answers. Mm-hmm. Is there a word for that? Panic. Yes. But yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was just going panic. panic. Uh, oh, um, analysis paralysis. There it is. Oh my gosh. Yeah. She's okay. Analyzing so much and doing nothing. Yeah. And I was thinking too, I feel like a lot of times people will, so they'll go to the resources that they know. So they'll maybe ask in like a mom group, like, you know, has anybody experienced this or they'll read a book or they'll go on YouTube, you know, it's just kind of like snippets. And I, I think some of the stuff even I've read for work, um, sometimes you're like, do these people have kids, right? Like the the, Uh the psychologist writing these books, do you really have kids? this suggestion is never going to work, right? Like I, this is not going to happen. So I think like, that's a thing too, of just maybe feeling, yeah, like overwhelmed and lost in the sea of like self-help books and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Good, 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 good. Okay. So if we have all these triggers and obviously the solutions are going to be our pillars. Yeah. So let's do that. So our pillars, what this podcast and this brand is going to stand on the first pillar Obviously, like, because when we look at all of that, like, I don't know how what you think, but I think there's the part of her, the inside, the mom, mm-hmm. what's going, you need to help her, her, you need to help mom mm-hmm. deal with these emotions. So you, there's a piece of your, I think your hats that you're going to wear that's for mom. Yeah. Then I think you're going to hand mom and pillar two solutions for her child. Yeah. And then something else. I like to see three or four pillars. So what is the one for mom? Is it a mindset or is it therapy? Like what is that pillar for mom to get her through? Like the word that's coming up for me is like empowerment, but like how, how? is it mindset therapy? Can we, is there such a thing? Uh, I think mindset's an integral part of just therapy in general. Yeah. Cause like cognitive behavioral therapy is the closest thing I can think where it's just about how your thoughts influence your actions and your behaviors. So if you change your thoughts, you change your actions or your behaviors. Is cognitive behavioral therapy a big enough pillar to stand on? I don't know why my just initial response is like, meh. <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe because it's kind of dry. I don't know. It's just, it doesn't also support like the idea of, of systems. I'm a systems therapist and systems is just means like you can't just pinpoint one thing and say like, that's the problem. You have to think about how it impacts you and your family and your job and just the different systems in your life. There's the third one. So that's your third pillar, systems therapy. Ooh, okay. Yes. Yes. Well, okay. So let's broaden it for a second. We could have solutions for mom. Yeah and solutions for kiddo, right? Like, so solutions for mom is a pillar. We don't need it to have a fancy name because no one knows this, but you, it's like, my first pillar is solutions for mom. Well, that includes cognitive behavioral therapy, mindset work, empowerment, heart to hearts. You could have people come on and talk about their journeys. Like how do you support mom? So we could just have solutions for mom be a bucket. 
Yeah. And the other thing that's coming within that bucket to me is like self-care is such an important piece. Like when you're, when you're really like advocating and, you know, worrying on for your kid, like you have to be able to take care of yourself and your stressors as well. So, Good. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Solutions for mom, solutions for kid. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna say, is there one of the things that was, I was struggling with in terms of avatar was just, it kept popping up to me too, that like, maybe like include something that helps therapists, which I get that that's a totally different thing. Right. And that doesn't, so is there, would there be any room in this with that being the particular avatar to kind of talk about like what it's like to be a therapist or the behind the scenes stuff? I can see how some of that would be really helpful for mom concretely, like what to expect in your first session, like those type of things. But beyond that, I feel like it might be too different, but I wasn't, I don't know. Is there, do you think there's any room in that for that or is it too off? So here's the question you ask yourself. Does this topic fit my three pillars or help this mom be equipped in some way? That's the question. So when you said what to expect in your first session, yes, that fits in. It's a solution for mom and it helps Vanessa be equipped. If you were like speaking to another therapist, doesn't help. Yeah. Okay. Not at all. Um, the other like thought process I had was maybe like helping therapists build an online practice or something like that. But I do, it does feel like that is driven a little bit more. Like I can, I can see the trajectory. It feels a little more concrete and it feels more like marketable, honestly, that like mm-hmm. therapists have to be paying for tra- trainings anyway. It's a business expense. So it feels a little bit more like people would invest in that as opposed to like a personal thing. And yeah. so I feel that like, that's kind of part of where my head has gone back and forth of like, talk to mom or talk to therapist, but it doesn't really like, I'm like, yeah, I can talk to therapist, but I'm, I'm like, Oh, I can talk to mom. So like, I feel uh, more connected to the mom, but yeah. I feel like there, I don't know if there's like a missing piece that I'm trying to like fill with the therapist part, but I hear what you're saying that it doesn't so they don't really go together. There's what makes sense yeah, and what we've done uh-huh. and where we are right? All of that just makes sense. It's what we've done. It's where we are. It's me staying in corporate. It's me using my double masters in accounting and finance. Yeah. And then there's what doesn't make sense. It's the calling work. It's what lights us up. It's Mm -hmm. the God-sized dream that makes no sense. There's the two different things. And our head is always going to tell us to go to option A because it's easier. Yeah. But when we trust the calling that I truly believe God plants that seed and we're just okay like i'm here for this and i don't fully understand it the path isn't isn't clearly laid but i'm just gonna go anyway all of a sudden there's all this crazy all of his beautiful magic starts to come together and then you're like oh that's how i monetize oh there's the client oh there's my course that just exploded what's going on like you don't even understand it because it's not your hands on it it's god's hands yeah so if you're feeling led to to number two you need to go to number two Okay. All right. No therapist. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Good. So let's go to pillar two solutions for kids. So what are those solutions for the kiddo look like? Um, So some of the things that's kind of just randomly come up for me is um, ways to navigate certain things um, with stuff they have at home, for example. So, cause I know with everybody, the pandemic and everything and people being at home, it's limited just kind of what you can do. And so some of the things that have come up, just like a random thing I did with my son was we play like feelings games. And so it's like how to 
you know, convert Candyland into a feelings game. Um, Or for a while he had this thing where he thought there was a robot in his closet and apparently those are scary too. So we made robot spray and we had like a game and like a song around robot spray. And so then he could sleep. So those are the the things that were kind of coming up for me that maybe finding ways to just give, I guess it would still be, you know, giving the parent bite, um, some tools that aren't, you know, you have to pay and find a therapist and go do all these things, but you can still help your kiddo identify their feelings or, you know, combat robots. or whatever. Ah, good. So can we call that? Like I wrote down, I don't know if this is a thing. I wrote down home-based therapy. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Or parent-led therapy. Mm-hmm. Education. So the education you mentioned earlier of like, what type of therapy is best? When to put my child in therapy? Does my child need therapy? Does my child mm-hmm. need medicine? What mm-hmm. type of medicines are safe? Those are questions I would be asking. What to ask okay. the doctor? Should I like all of those questions are the ones that I would have that you could have episodes on. Yeah. That would be mm-hmm. solutions for the kid. Um, also it does, it's also kind of solutions for mom, which is great. If it double, if it double hits the categories even better. Okay, good. Perfect. Okay. Then we have this third pillar of systems therapy. And this was your idea of like, okay, everything in the home, there's this concept of like having systems that work for you and work for the child. Talk to me about it. It's a little bit different though. So the idea of systems therapy, which I like, I kind of like the way you framed it in terms of maybe building on that, but, um, (laughs) systems therapy is more just like if a kiddo is acting out, for example, instead of just being like, well, you know, they're, um, they have ODD and so oppositional defiant disorder. So therefore these are the things that we do. It's also looking at like, well, like what's going on at school. The kid also maybe is struggling to learn math and feels like he's getting bullied. And when he comes home, like it's his parents really struggle to help him. And so it's, it's, it's looking at the behaviors as a symptom, as opposed to it just being like, you have this thing wrong with you and that's why you're behaving the way that you are. Ah, okay. So, so like environmental factors, yeah, um, like auditing the external of what's yeah. happening with the child. I love that. I think that could be an episode. Okay. I think that could totally be an episode. I also kind of like where my brain went with it. Yeah. It like, <laughs> what I thought of as systems therapy was like, yeah. how do you create an environment? And this can fit in there though, right? Because how do you create an environment of winning? And yeah. I loved how you were like, hey, if you've identified a trigger for your kid, which is something scary in the, in, in the bedroom at night, Mm-hmm. let's create a system around that to make it a safe space. Let here's some tools. And so now you're hitting all three pillars coming up with a system mm-hmm. for the child and to make the parent's life easier. Yeah. I really think you could kind of combine those two concepts. Okay. I like that. So yeah. good. Now maybe a fourth pillar. Okay. Maybe a fourth pillar. I want all the pillars. Give me, yeah. Whatever all we the pillars. All the pillars. One that might be really fun for you. Mm-hmm. Is this con- this behind the scenes concept, like behind the scenes of a mommy therapist and like yeah. you walk, you're walking them through like your thought processes, what's happening in your own home. Like you're using storytelling as a therapist and talking about, you can even talk about client wins. You can talk about like the only thing that's going to do though, that we may not want is they're going to want to hire you as a therapist, but it would be really fun for you, I think. And it would be fun for her to be like, I have a therapist as a friend. I have a therapist in my pocket. I remember when Jessica did that. I remember when Jessica had this situation in her, and she's a therapist. So I know that that works. Like, yeah, it's yeah. like, I have a nurse friend, you know, yeah, and like yeah. my son has 104, I'm on the phone freaking out. And she's like, calm down. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like that is probably the number one things that 
my friends who are not therapists, because I have a ton of therapist friends, but they, that will outreach to me and be like, so my kid's doing this thing. What do you think? Or even like my teacher friends, because my husband's a teacher. Yeah. So most of our friends are teachers and therapists. Um, they'll call and be like, there's a kid in my class is doing this thing. Like, what do you think? You know? So, um, yeah. so I like that idea of like the, the therapist in the pocket thing. And, and I do, I think the other piece that I, uh, I guess there's still a, a struggle within that, but like the, um, integrating that mom piece. Cause I want to be genuine and transparent and like, you know, have, um, the people that I'm serving kind of get to know me. I feel like that's one of my strengths as a therapist. I, you know, I definitely have important boundaries around that, but a client asked something random about my kids that I felt fine sharing, like, what was your experience with that? And I, was, and I told them, you know, and so I think that, um, I want to be able to like tap into that mom side of things. Yes. Um, and I, I actually even like, in terms of thinking of names, like a, a name that came up for me was like the mental health mom. And Stop I was like, it. Do you know that? what I wrote? Look, what? I'm not <laughs> typing. Watch this. Watch this. Look at this right here. I wrote this down a long time ago. Look at you. <laughs> mental health yeah. mama. I wrote it down a long time ago when we were yeah. talking. Look at you. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I was thinking that that is the way to kind of like, the the piece I was saying about the stuffy like psychologist self-help books right like part of that is that you don't you don't see what they go through you don't understand that like I use the robot spray with my son and it works kind of a thing so I really wanted to try to have that mom piece it's like you're not coming from this position of you know sometimes we were so intimidated by therapy or by even a doctor Mm -hmm. and so if there was a space a safe space where I could go as Vanessa to be like Jessica's so relatable. She's willing to be open and vulnerable. She's willing to story tell. She's fun. She laughs with us yet. She's brilliant in this space. Mm. Like, why do you guys work with me? Cause I'm wearing my PJs and I'm super weird, but yet, <laughs> but yet yeah. you know that I'm legit when I'm doing yeah. like when I'm, when it comes to coaching and doing, so that's what yeah. you're going to do in this yeah. space is bring this relatability factor to where she can just be more open and trust you. And that's what's going to create more change for her child because she's willing to listen to somebody that she trusts. Yeah. So I love that idea of bringing in this, yeah, the mom piece of you, you bringing in your mom piece and just really being, being you like kind of letting down the, uh, the doctor barriers, I guess. Yeah, no, I totally get what you're saying. I feel like that's something that, yeah, like I said, my, I've had clients express to me that they feel like that's something that helps them even in the therapy realm that they don't feel like I'm in here judging them because I'm this stuffy professional. I'm like, girl, been there. I know. Yeah, that sucks. (laughs) How how can we work on it? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, okay. So we've got our pill. So we've got um, Vanessa mapped out. We've got the triggers. We've got the solutions, which are basically our three pillars of what you're going to talk about on your podcast. The next thing we need is a name and a tagline. You and I both wrote down mental health mom. So let's go see if that's available. Okay. I actually, the mental health mom, I bought the domain as soon as I thought of it. Cause it was $11 just in case. So I was like, oh. worst case, I don't need it. But I don't, I do it, it. Does mama sound better though than mom? Let's see. I don't like the, all the, no, the. I don't really okay. like the in okay. um, your brand. So let's okay. see if we can get mental health mom or mama without it. Okay. Okay, mental health mom is available, but it's twenty one hundred dollars. I think that's why I added the the because I remember seeing that. Yeah. Well, uh, and now, now granted, okay, because that's available, Jessica. That leads me to believe that it's not trademarked and it's not being used. So we'll go mm-hmm. check that. But what you could do is have your brand be mental health mom. Okay. 
mental health mom podcast, mental health mom, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter, get them all mental health mom. But then when you tell people say, go to the mental health mom.com. Oh, and it rhymes too. the mental health mom.com. But you can, you can have your website have the in it. Okay. But like yeah. your brand, if you were to ever trademark this, is Mental Health Mom. Okay. Let's should go. I, podcast-wise, should I have Mental Health Mom podcast or just Mental Health Mom? Just Mental Health Mom. Okay. Let me make sure it's not being used, though. Yep, yep, yep. So good. Looking good. Okay, I think we're good there. Nice. And then let me just check the trademark. There's no, there's no trademark, by the way, so this is good. Get Mental yes. Health Mom as your LLC. Go get it on every social platform you can, even though you're not going to do anything yet. Just get them. Okay. Okay. Tagline. So I wrote down this one to to get us started with. So we've got mental health mom, therapeutic solution-based parenting for behavior and mental health in your kids. Behavior. That part's weird to me. Next. Therapeutic solution-based parenting strategies and mental health education for moms with young kids. That sounds a lot more clear. This sure. one flows a lot better. So and the young kids piece, I think too, will like, I guess uh, just specify within the niche and in the search too, because you might search different for teens versus young kids. Exactly. I, this one is really SEO. It's really yeah. juicy. Um, I like it. Hood cut strategy, but I do think a lot of what you are going to offer with our systems concept is going to be strategic. Yep. And I love that we plugged therapeutic because it's like in an off way, we're kind of saying there is loose therapeutic solutions in here, which she can read between the lines. Yep. Love it. Sold. <laughs> Woo. Okay. So let me give you a description. So you for sure have all your pillars. Okay. And then in the last few minutes, I'll give you my idea of how you can monetize, but I think that would be a whole nother call. Okay. Yep. After you've set all of this up. Gotcha. Okay. So, all right, hold on. I got to get in my zone. I got all my notes in front of my face here. (laughs) Why is my kiddo struggling? What is happening with my child's behavior? A mental health diagnosis? What does that mean? Where do I start? How do I navigate this? I'm afraid, alone, overwhelmed, worried, stressed, and inundated with guilt. Are you raising your hand? Does that feel familiar? Not only have I personally been there, but as as a therapist for blank years, Mm -hmm. I've also worked with so many moms who have been in your shoes. But I'm here to tell you that you can take back control in this situation. There are so many options that you can look at and find the best therapeutic solution-based option, not just for your child, but also for you. What if I told you that there was a way for you to have all of the information in a simple, easy, and fun way where you can find the resources and education without all of the fancy medical jargon, all the narratives that have you confused? Here on the Mental Health Mom podcast, I'm going to give you everything you need to have the solutions to be empowered, to know how to feel equipped to make these hard choices and to do a lot of it in an easier, seamless way and to do it in a way that feels right in your heart. You'll also find solutions for your child, home-based therapy, education, fun tools that you can try, and something I like to call systems therapy. How can we make your environment work? 
for you and your child based on their situation. I'm so excited. I can't wait to walk you through this journey. It's time to dig in and become an equipped mental health mom. Love it. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think it definitely just like taps into all of the, all of the stressors, all the things she's thinking. And um, yeah, I know like when people hear or read something, they're like, Oh my God, that's what I was just thinking. Are you in my brain? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so, so like, you know, when you're listening to this replay, pause, transcribe all that. Yep. And then make it yours. If there's anything in there, you're like, eh, cut that or a certain word I need, you need to say that, you know, she'll be Googling, plug that in. Okay. okay. Yeah. But there you go. So you have something to work from. Um, okay. Next up, last up is this concept of monetization, right? Yes. I think when I'm listening to this, I want a course. You could have mental health mastery for mom. Ooh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you had the men mental health mastery for mom, which could be a course for mom, which would be really easy to build because you've been that mom and you've worked with so many and you yeah. can plug in all the things that you know are the solutions for mom. Mm -hmm. And then it would be nice though, if we had a second course mm -hmm. that was for her to use for her child, something like, um, like behavior, the behavior transformation toolkit. Yeah. And that's a mint, like a late, maybe a smaller course or something like a two ninety seven price point where mm -hmm. it's specifically focused on the behavior of a three to eight year old. Okay. And, and you, you know, I don't know all the different facets of why this child is behaving this way and you giving solutions, however you can activities do that activities, do. Um, yeah. talking so, about, yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say with the, the first one with the mental health mastery for mom, it, does that sound like something that's more educational, like understanding mental health in the context of their kid? Or like, would that be something more about like their self-care and understanding how their mental health contributes to her that? mental health, her okay. mental health. So how do you change her? What's happening for mom's mental health because of what's going on with her kid? Because so okay. she's all these triggers that she's feeling that we've yeah. identified shame okay. alone, isolated, defensive, struck, stressed, like, how can you help her navigate all of those things using what tools, self-care, breathing techniques, or whatever, meditation, okay. prayer, therapy. Okay. Yeah. So maybe that for the mental health mastery for mom, it's literally for mom's mental health, then a separate product for her child, the behavior transformation toolkit for moms with young kids. Okay. And that's get them to have better behavior, knowing what you know about their child. Yeah. And that's, I think, what I would create. So after like 60 days of podcasting and the more podcasts you do, if you do two a week, you're going to grow faster and you okay. really start asking these moms to DM you, ask her to email you, be like, I'm trying to build some products. I'm trying yeah. to build this toolkit. I need your feedback. Okay. Five minutes of your time. Let's hop on the phone. Let's do five minutes just fact finding. Uh, okay. The more you get into her brain, the more you have what you need to build these courses. Okay. And Facebook group, right? Would that be helpful as well? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And call it mental health mom. I mean, call it what you're calling your show so that it's really social community, like mental health mom community or just mental health. Yeah. Mom. Yeah. Okay. yeah. You can add community or group or whatever, like word you want to that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I definitely feel a lot more clarity. <laughs> yeah, we got all the things. We got the clarity, yeah. the avatar, the niche, the podcast, the tagline, the description. Oh my gosh, you're so ready. 
Oh, thank you. Thank yes, you so much. Yeah, so and welcome. I, I definitely see another call when these courses need to start getting created. So. Oh, perfect. Well, you know where to find me. All right, girl, we'll go get them. I'm so excited. <laughs> Woo, if you are still listening, you deserve a gold star. I know these coaching sessions are long, but they are so transformational because being able to sit with someone, brainstorm it out, I mean, get through the weeds in your mind to get through to the beautiful seeds that God has planted so you can begin to water those seeds, to cultivate your garden, to walk out the purpose that he has for you with clarity. Know who you're serving, what you actually do. I mean, how many of you can answer that question? What do you do? Who do you serve? How do you serve them? Those are the three most important questions that you can ask yourself when it comes to, do I have clarity on what my thing is? Because if you don't know, girl, your people don't know. That's the truth. So if you are sitting in a space where you need to be able to answer those questions, but you need help, I invite you into my workshop, Four Steps to Clarify Your Calling. That is a great place to start to see, can I do this on my own or do I need Steph's help? Do I need to take Clarify Your Calling or do I need to work with her one-on-one? Why not take the workshop and see how far you get right there on your own, sitting with a sheet of paper, printing out my workbook. I'm going to walk you through four steps to get you started on your clarity journey. It's totally free. You're going to put in your email and I'm going to give you the workshop right then and there. No fluff, no messing around. I'm not going to make you jump through hoops because I want to get you to that position of authority so that you know what you're doing and you can begin to have more success, more vision, help more people in your business. You can sign up at getclarity.gr8.com. Getclarity.gr8.com. God bless you, friend. May God just wrap you up in his love and his favor. May he lead you. May he guide you. May he be partnered with you on this journey as he is. We trust in you, sweet father. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. I'll see you soon. Love and God's light, Steph. If you like Mama's show, leave a review. Pretty please. Real quick, before you go, if this podcast has blessed you in some way, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review for the show over on Apple Podcasts. I seriously am lit up every time I hear from you guys, every time that I see that this show has impacted your life in some way. So if you'll do that for me, I would be super grateful. The second thing you can do is take a screenshot of this episode or of your review and go share it in your Instagram stories and tag me at Stephanie Gass. I'll share you in my stories and then together we can share the love. God bless you, sis. 